Welcome back, guys. Um, we just got back from watching the uh, the wild card game where the Yankees lost. Uh, Don, as a Yankees fan, do you have any uh, any any last words this of is, the MLB season? This has just been the issue for the Yankees all season. It felt like just they either can rain and make everything go over the wall, or you just have one guy trying to hold afloat an entire team. So I've, I've Cole looked terrible. I have two responses. Um, because the Dodgers play when this drops, yes. Um, here, Wednesday night. I don't want to do anything, you know, that you know could could negatively affect <laughs> my outcome. But here's what I'm going to do: I'm going to record two different uh, possibilities, put them both in. Who cares? Okay. Here's if the Dodgers lose. It's tough to play in a wild card game. It's really hard being told to play one game with an amazing pitcher. You know, it sucks, man. Sometimes you get you know beat by a really hot team. And, and that's all you can do. You just gotta, you just gotta pick yourself up and go spend more money next year. Here's what happens if the Dodgers win. The Yankees fucking suck. The Yankees <laughs> are bums. The, Garrett Cole only pitching two innings and giving three runs is the antithesis of what the Yankees are. Just spending money to blow it all in the end. The Boston Red Sox aren't exactly a lovable team either. They're douchebags just as much as the Yankees. Here's the problem. I don't have to listen to Boston fans go 27 championships, 27 titles. I don't give a damn what Babe Ruth did back in 1936. I don't give a damn. Yankees, you suck, eat a dick. Now that's what happens if the Dodgers win. You know, we don't know yet. We'll find out later. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, welcome man. back to Super Fan Sports. <laughs> what an intro. It's episode 31. We're going to talk a little bit about the MLB playoffs, as we already just did. We're going to get into victory lap where we get to celebrate some of our team's wins, some of our losses, game time. We're going to break down some of the NFL's best games last week. On top of that, we got Trash Man, Beast of the Week. We're going to predict some games next week. We got Gambling Ring. We got your fantasy starts and sits. But, of course, we're not starting with the news uh, for we the have first one, time. We have one, key, uh, we have one news point one that we are going to bring up. My Just bad. Something breaking news. That was breaking uh, yeah. earlier. So... We now have the second official federal drug investigation into an NFL. Um, I forgot this was happening. Yeah, it's crazy. So they're looking now, uh, I guess the DEA, along with, I guess, possible FBI agents, went to the Washington football team's uh, head, like the headquarters, their front office, and are now publicly announcing an investigation into a Washington football team's uh, athletic trainer. It is non-football related, according to what the team statement is, and that's all the information the team really knows about. A few front office people have been interviewed about it. If you had to take a guess, do you think they are the Washington drug smugglers? It wouldn't surprise me, and this would be crazy that we have two NFL personnel now under the investigation for the same thing in the same season with Julio Shout Jones. Shout out to Julio Jones. Goodness, him and Roddy White. So that would be a great story, but we don't know what he's under investigation for as of yet. That's still to be announced. We'll keep up uh, as more details come out, but it's just something to keep your eye on for the team. That could affect the roster, just having that kind of looming yeah, uh, agency over you. Look, they're going to figure out what's going on with Washington. Hopefully, it's as disastrous as it's always in Washington, and they have to blow the whole franchise up. That's 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 the best outcome, for, for me at least. Oh, for you. I was going to say, yeah. that's not the best I outcome for anybody there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's get into our MLB playoff time. It's where we're going to predict some of the... Uh, some of the teams we're going to give them a couple rankings we actually came up with a little ranking system as i do mm -hmm. it's a one out of three ranking system a one is they are out fast 
they are gone quickly. A two is they might shock the world and make a run. And a three is it's theirs to lose. They're front runners. So let's talk about the first team, the Houston Astros. Don, what do you give them? I feel really dirty saying this, but I'm giving him a three. I think they're the highest ceiling offense in baseball right now. Well, yeah, right now, yes. Yeah, they do have a very tough round one matchup. They're playing the White Sox in their first round. I I think the White Sox have a lot of offensive potential. That's why. We're not covering the White Sox, but if you had to give the White Sox a ranking, I'd give them a one. Really? I give them a two. Jose Abreu, Lance Lynn, Tim Anderson. It's a strong core. They have a high play, like they have a high offensive output. It's just they have improved against playoff teams, and I think that they could I steal a game why. or two. I think they have improved against the big boy teams. They really haven't competed. Look, I gave the Houston Astros a three, and I hate the Houston Astros. Yeah. They're cheaters. But they somehow figured out a way to win some games. I think they have the easiest road besides another team we're going to talk about to the uh, World Series. I don't believe in the Tampa Bay Rays. We're going to talk about them in a minute, but they're probably going to end up in a World Series. I think it's the easiest bet right now to make. It, it wouldn't surprise me. I think this team has been to the postseason six out of the last seven years. They, they are the a well-tested team. Exactly. Yeah. I think that experience is going to be a big factor for them. Let's talk about the Milwaukee Brewers. Don, give them a ranking. I give them a two. This I give is them a, a team one. That could shock. I think it's because of their pitching depth. They have Three great, top rotation they guys. They the second best pitching in the playoffs. Exactly. Even with Devin Williams out. Second or third. Yeah, even with Devin Williams out. Do you know what happened to Devin Williams? No. Uh, the celebration that they made to the postseason and winning their division, mm-hmm. uh, he punched a wall and broke his hand. That's what's up. Yep, that's what you need to do as a relief pitcher. Just just ruin it. That's, <laughs> right <then. laughs> that's, that's such a... Dude, it's funny because like one of the Boston, Boston Red Sox, one of their best DHs, uh, rolled his ankle on his way walking to the bench and was out for the wild card game. <laughs> so it, it just makes me laugh that these little baseball players cannot pl- have contact whatsoever unless a bat is hitting a ball. Like that it's awesome. A few of them a few of them are a little fragile in that aspect. Um but the Brewers I gave a one look, I think they're gonna beat an easy Atlanta team. I think they get smacked by the winner of the Giants series, so I do think they make it to right before the World Series, mm-hmm. uh the N L championship, right? I think they're going to get beat down by whoever, whether it's the Cardinals, the Dodgers, or the Giants. They're going to get beat. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. But I think that they have the pitching rotation to make it deeper yeah. in. Like they yeah. will make that. They'll make that series, the second series for them, very competitive. What about the Tampa Bay Rays, Don? What do you give them? I have them as a three. It is hard not to always factor in this team when it comes to postseason. Like they bring up, they're, 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 they're a robot. They're, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, how do you? They lost two of their best players and somehow have a better winning record without them. They are the only hundred win team in uh, the AL, which is ridiculous. Like yeah. it. it it's their first want. time hitting 100 wins in their franchise history as well. They, they also played in the hardest division in baseball right now. Arguably, um, it's impressive to watch the Rays play baseball just by the way that they are a complete computer uh last year didn't help them in the final or uh, world series but maybe this year it's it's time for them i gave them all i gave them a one but i'm audibling to a three i watched Moneyball this morning and i was like you know what the rays can do it because that's how they play that is how they play they have two guys competing for the al rookie of the year spot at the moment yeah. with randy and uh wander it's just it's insane. Like they, they'd make no sense from the outside, yeah. but they win every game. Let's move on to the Giants. Don, 
the Giants, the best team in baseball during the regular season. I'm giving them a three. I, I agree here. I think that they need to come out in their first game in postseason wearing capes because they are somehow all these old dudes are playing hero ball. They are putting up career numbers, they, and their average roster age is like 34. They have old guys. They have a good core, like a good young core. I, I've been saying that the Giants are going to be better next year than they are this year because next year they have all the money. Next year they'll be able to sign uh, Corey Seager or whoever the hell they want. Uh, that's going to be free to go get. Uh, there are three. They're the best team in the MLB on record. The thing is, they don't have the, a ton of like uh, young, like the the, the depth at at, at uh, hitting as most other teams do. Yeah, uh, Brandon Belt is out. He was yeah. their home run leader. He's out with a fractured thumb for a couple games. Yeah, L- lucky for them. If they do end up seeing the Dodgers, Dodgers but hottest hitter Max Muncy is also out for the next uh, playoff series. Uh, he had a serious hand injury too. So if they see them, they don't have to see their best hitter, which kind of equals out the yeah, playing field. It does. It was announced today with Muncy though that he does not need UCL surgery. Mm-hmm. He is projected to be back this month. And same yeah. thing with Kershaw. He doesn't need Tommy John's projected Correct. for this month. Um, but yeah, this is this is the team that has the easiest road if. The Dodgers don't win their series. So let's get into the Dodgers versus Cardinals. Um, who do you think is going to win this game tonight? I mean, to me, I, Dodgers are my pick here, and I have them as a three. Mm-hmm. But I have the Cardinals the same way just because the Cardinals practice devil magic. And if Not, they make it into the playoffs, they, they just suddenly start summoning random people that step up and go insane. They're I love that you said devil magic because I feel the same way. I've said it a thousand times all year. If the Dodgers play in the wild card game, they will lose. Yeah. Saying that, I know it's going to happen. I have to enjoy right now for what it is that we're in. But if I'm being honest, I have the Cardinals winning this game. I could see why they have the best record since September. They open playoffs on a 17-game winning streak. I'm gonna eat Oreos till I die right now. I'm I'm so sad because like the Dodgers. It's all right. Let's talk about the Dodgers. The Dodgers have the best record for a team coming off of a championship. Yes, ever. They are also the first team to ever do that and also get the wild card. This is the highest winning wild card team in MLB history. They have the best pitching in the MLB by a mile. Their hitting and home run percentage is third in the league. They do amazing things. The problem is the Dodgers are the most unclutch fucking team I've ever watched in baseball history. Yeah, they either dominate their opponents by a very large margin or they just disappear in games. And it's uh, it it just need if they just need that consistency game in and game out and they don't need to be clutch. Yeah. They just don't need those occasional random games where they just can't get anything to go their way. What about the Red Sox? Red Sox for me, I <sighs> I give them a two. Like they have a shot at shocking a few teams, but I don't think that they're going to go too far. They're going to play the Astros. They have, I, I think the Astros are going to. I think it's this series is a six game series. Wait, no, it's best out of three, right? Uh, for second round, I think it's five. Five, right? Yeah, I think they lose all games. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. have much hope here. It's um, their bullpen was able to control the Yankees tonight, forcing a lot of ground balls and pop ups. Uh, but they have to thank the big green monster in this case because Stanton nearly had two home runs that would have been clear out of any other park, and that would have 180 this game, a big change in the sixth inning yeah. where um, the third base uh, coach should not have called Judge to go for home. And I think with that change, that would have been that a very awesome, different game. 
Oh, that like, was that great to see. That was insane. And then watching Judge like throw a fit, and I was like, "Yeah, you gap tooth motherfucker. Yeah, you better stomp around, <laughs> you big Hercules bitch." Hey, I understand why he was upset though, because any other, if those two throws were not perfect, they were perfect. He was safe. He's it was just, just slow. He's like the he's the, my Derrick Henry at he the MLB. He's so quick. He's a bitch. Oh God, you just yeah. have your weird bias. I'll fight him too. This, oh, add Aaron Judge to the uh, player hater list. Just the random so it's, player. It's Luka Doncic, <laughs> Derrick Henry, and now Aaron Judge. Two out of the three could probably knock you out with one hit. All three Strong. could probably knock me out, but guess what? I'll fight all three of them motherfuckers. Not at once, I pray. At once, I'll do it. Let's oh, move on to the next segment. It is time for Victory Lap. It's where me and Don get to celebrate our team winning. Guess what, Don? My team won. I know. It was surprising. Like, against the Dolphins, that was a crazy game. Yeah. Um, I now have, you know, I'm, I'm a real winner. You know, I'm used to getting Ws. Uh, you know, you put the win behind you. You move on to the forward, you know. You look on to the next team. You start preparing for them. Uh, so the next team that we're going to play is going to lose. You think so? Yeah, we're playing the Ravens. Yes. So this this podcast is a little special. It's the rivalry week. It you is. already got a taste of it of like the Dodgers Yankee stuff, but now you get a little taste of like, hey, I fucking hate the Ravens this week. I, I'm going to let you go well, on because well, you are the big. We're going to talk about that game later. Let's talk about Ravens versus Broncos right now. That's what I was going to say. Is I know you're going to bring up the controversy. So I'll, I'll let you go, and like cause I have, I have things. I have, I have, a, I have one big thing well, I prepared. Let's talk about the Ravens versus Broncos game. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater gets concussed on a play that was clearly targeting. Um, that one was, yeah, I, I was not a fan of that play, one hundred percent. Teddy Bridgewater uh, then exits because that was the game plan. Let's knock out Teddy Bridgewater because we're dirty, dirty Ravens players. And then let's <laughs> let's get Drew Locke to play. They're like, because we know what Drew Locke is at this point. Drew Locke looked terrible. Yeah, he's he's not going to be the guy for this team at, um, at all. And the Ravens are like, cool, now we don't have to do anything. Uh, now we just have to run the ball. Hey, and Lamar had the quietest 300-yard passing game. I mean, it's his second the, time ever. Shout out to Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I was going to say, Lamar no Jackson one is hater. bringing that up no, at I mean, all for him. It's because he did it again. I mean, the, the Broncos, Broncos defense is, is gangster. Good. The problem was they were defeated once they saw Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater walk yeah. out. Because that's their hope. But I, um, I, I never hope for an injury on that. Now, I mean, that was really upsetting look, to see Bridgewater go down. Like I, admit, I was rooting for him for a long time. We can admit that the Ravens were handling the Broncos. Yes. Going into the fourth quarter. Oh, without a doubt. They were up by a lot. Ravens get the ball back, and instead of taking a knee, they decide to run the ball because it's so important that John Harbaugh hits another 100-yard rushing game, leading to 48 straight rushing yards that's such a fucking bitch move okay what are you playing madden the this is what i was going to explain so people are focusing on just the play and not looking at overall context okay well what's the context he needed three more yards yeah to make the nfl record for the longest streak of 100 plus yard rushing games in nfl history lamar gets five sits down yes that's bad manners to the broncos i am not saying that that was very disrespectful to the broncos that is i'm fine with that but the thing that a lot of people keep forgetting about this record, do you know who the Ravens tied in this game? Do you know what team had the record prior? I do. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're telling me you would not be <laughs> that petty and be that much of an a-hole to take a record away from your hated rival just to give a small little middle finger to a team that is imploding at the good, moment? Good PowerPoint. Uh, good power move. The problem is the Ravens are bitches. And for doing that, they have now 
spit in the gods' faces. They were already the gods had already <laughs> stunned punishing them. You know the fantasy the, the football gods are real. The, they they were punishing them for what? Of, what was our first offense? Uh, you know, just Lamar winning a playoff game. They're like, we give it and we take it. You know, that's how it works. <laughs> that's how that works. Yeah. And now that you've done that to a, a a Denver Broncos team that's hurting, looking for a new owner, looking for a quarterback every year, to do that against them, to them, and the football gods also love the Steelers. You know this. They love the Steelers. It makes no sense, but yes. You have now spat in the faces of the football gods, and I want you to remember this when we're recording next week. We'll see what happens right. next week. All I know is I am 100% okay with Harbaugh's pettiness just to give a giant middle finger to the Steelers in this game. Let's move on to the Colts game. I'm pretty sure the Colts um, suck. Uh, we're bad. We're bad at football. It, the game, it's not It's it, not Carson Wentz's fault. He's playing on two sprained ankles. Like, What else can that man but do? But Carson Wentz is addicted to contact. Like, I'm pretty sure... Our offensive line against Philip Rivers with Philip Rivers was awesome. No one could touch him. Carson Wentz walks in, and every play I watch him in, he's getting pushed over. And I don't. I, look, I know we lost Costanzo, but like, there's no fucking way that it, it blows my mind. So now I had to like trick myself. I had to do like jujitsu on my brain. I'm like, no, it's not the Colts line. It's gotta, it can't be the fact that we lost Quentin Nelson. It's gotta be the fact that, um, uh, Carson Wentz has somehow, uh, tricked all the defensive linemen to hit him instantly. Once he snaps the ball, that's how my brain works. You now. think it's just a giant genjutsu. Like, I, there's no exactly. actual O line there. No, it's no, no, just there all to, to Carson Wentz. His, he gets two seconds. If that, um, and that's why he, he's also made some crazy throws. Saying that, I'm pretty sure this Colts team is starting to figure out their offense. I said this in the beginning of the year. It's going to be ugly. We're going to start off very, very bad. Our division is so shitty that there is still light at the end of the tunnel, and dear God, I'm starting to buy in. It's crazy that you could still have a playoff opportunity right now in your division with only one win. Crazy, huh? That's insane to me. Uh, but I think a big part of this wasn't even your offense being able to figure things out is your defense. Oh, thank way. you for saying that. Like, no, I, I, the Colts' defense is great. Like, that's oh, the talent has never been debated, in my opinion. It's just it's hard for a defense to have the motivation to play an entire game. When you know your offense can't move the ball for an entire well, half, and it was you get a Jacoby Brissett revenge game, bro. Like we we had to show up. We knew his tendencies. Exactly. Look, let's move on to game time. This is our house. This is our time. It's game time. All right. Look, first game we're gonna cover: Chiefs versus Eagles. Jalen Hurts might be bidding himself to be the best garbage time quarterback of all time. Like, he's he's trying to get there. He's like with Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Matt Ryan. Like, he's trying to become the greatest in garbage time. No, he, he is with over, I think it was over 290 passing yards. He had a career, he had a career high in passing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of have to do that to keep up with the Chiefs no matter what. The, the best way to beat the Chiefs, and the Chargers laid oh, it out last week. Oh, my God. apologies, 387. Great, great game. Great game. The best way to beat the Chiefs is don't kick field goals. Go for it. Go for it. Go, go for it. Keep your foot on the gas. That's what the Chargers did last week. That's why they beat the Chiefs. That's why the Browns can't beat the Chiefs. They get conservative. They run the ball, and then the Chiefs somehow. Because no, ma- you, you can do 
You can only do so much until Patrick Mahomes unlocks the, oh, I'm great at football again for a quarter, like where he's like so untouchable and Tyree Kill can score three touchdowns in the blink of an eye. Like it's ridiculous. No, it is. But they did keep their, they did try to keep their foot on the gas for a good part because they did have three touchdowns called back due to penalties and then settled for the field goals. I have a crazy stat for you. You know the Eagles have the most called back touchdowns in the NFL right now? That is depressing. Seven. That's so Seven. sad. Seven. That is sad. That's and that's two per game. That's almost two per game. Yeah. That's that ridiculous. Is, that's so tough. The next closest team has three. Wow. Think about that. They have double. More than double. Eagles fans, I apologize. Well, Philly Joe is going to make an appearance very soon. Right now, he's in uh, he's in jail. We'll talk about that later, though. We will. But oh, congrats to Andy Reid, first ever head coach to win a hundred uh, games with two different teams. Two different as teams. Well. Amazing. Shout out Great to Andy Reid. I'm happy he's healthy. We're happy he's back. Yes. We're happy he beat his old team too. Did doing you, it. Did you see his uh, post game when they were talking to him? Was he eating a Philly cheesesteak? He ate a giant Philly cheesesteak in the hotel that I one s- of the people left for him. It's I great. swear to God, I just I just made that as a joke. <laughs> He's, with that, that really actually, happened. he made a joke about that. They're like, "Are you emotional playing your old team?" And he goes, "No, they've been great to me here. I, they even provided me. A, uh, they had a bunch of food in my room ready, including a Philly cheesesteak." Um, like, I would like to call an audible. Cordell Patterson is no longer my beast of the week. It is Andy Reid for eating a Philly cheesesteak after hitting a hundred games against the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll get yeah, yeah. That's great for him. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, ever, cur- ever since I cursed him. He's back. 7.3 yards average on the ground, 102 total. Can we talk about the Eagles' lack of balance on a playbook, though? Because I think that is what a big, big issue with We're their offense is. We're talking about the we run on every play, the Eagles? I'm talking about only 11 carries outside of Hurts scrambling Eagles. Yeah. Which is nice. just I, awful, I mean, we knew this. This head coach isn't a head coach. Like, he's... Literally said, my young quarterback that really struggles at throw, throwing the ball down the field, we're going to make sure that we only throw the ball downfield. And it makes no sense. They're not putting him into a situation that he can do well. He only had a 39.2 QB passer rating this week. It's like, put him in a situation yeah. to succeed. Don't put so much stress on him because it scares me how much he scrambles. He will take hits because this team does not protect him well. No, they don't. Uh Tyree kills better than every team in the league. Like, he can win games by himself. Easily. The Chiefs don't play defense. They literally just play offense and say, keep up with us. Like, it's crazy. It's well, effective. It's it's the equivalent of a basketball team only shooting three-pointers. Like, it's that's and not playing defense and saying, let's keep shooting. Like, that's what they're doing. The Rockets were able to do it. The Rockets got into multiple championship games doing it uh, right before the finals. Uh, the Warriors, some would say, that's how they won their first championship. They just played zero defense or played defense on one player, said, Clay, go guard that guy. We're just going to shoot threes. Yeah, until Draymond stepped up as a defensive threat. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it works, and the Chiefs seem to be effective with Let's it. Let's move on to the next game, the Panthers versus Cowboys. Sam Darnold, buddy, I love you. You're leading the NFL in uh, rushing touchdowns. You have five. Yes. Who knew Sam Darnold was a scrambling quarterback? Um, I did. Yeah, we saw nothing but scrambling <laughs> running for his life on the Jets. Um, the Panthers lost. They kind of looked bad, but I still believe in the Panthers. To me, this was a second-half game because they had the lead 14-13 to 13 going into yeah. halftime. And the fact that they were able to keep up and only really realistically lost by a touchdown. Yeah. Or like yeah, eight points. It's it was impressive to me to see that I, going against Dak. I think this means I think this says more about the Cowboys 
than what the Panthers are. I think we're talking about the Cowboys being a top three team in the NFC. I think so, too, because they didn't have to use the pass as much they as have, they normally do. Here's only the thing. 180 they can yards. Do, Kellen Moore is probably going to become a head coach eventually. They're turning into a we-can-do-anything-you-want. Dak is probably like a dark horse MVP right now. The odds are pretty good. I think it's like 8-1, to one, so go ahead and do take your shots. Um, Diggs with five INTs in four games. I loved him coming out of college. He had a rocky last year, but, man, he is making plays. This defense isn't great, but like they can take the ball away from you, and that's all they need to do with yeah. an offense like that. When you have 244, uh, 245 yards on the ground, you you cannot keep up with multiple turnovers mm-hmm. playing against a team like that. It's just they will punish you for it every single time. Um, also, they're able to get to Darnold a lot. They sacked him yeah. five times. Without Demarcus Lawrence. That, that's insane. That's you, know, t- you know who's missing? Robbie Anderson. They have not been able to get him the ball. Like, Sam Darnold does not look his way. Which is crazy because, like, I thought Robbie Anderson was going to get a ton of targets because he had that chemistry with Sam Darnold before back on the Jets. And they paid. They just paid him a ton of money to, like, stay on the team. And now they're like, yo, we're not going to. He had, like, two targets last week. It was ridiculous. No, he has not gotten over, I think, 40 yards this entire season in a single game. Week one, he had a big bomb. He had one catch for one touchdown for, like, 56 yards, but that was it. Yeah, and that's that's not enough to be relevant. It's, no. They are just only throwing to DJ Moore yeah, realistically, it's and that's stupid. it. Let's move on to the ugly game of the week. It is the Browns versus the Vikings. Uh, this game is ugly. Like this, it was, I, this four, game a made 14 no to sense. seven game is just like the worst. No, you have uh, Dalvin Cook being held to only thirty four yards on the ground. Vikings didn't hit the over for the first time this year. Hurt that, me. Yeah, well, and that's why I said sleep on Kirk Cousins. I did not trust him in this game. He yeah. had no time to throw yeah. whatsoever. Um, Miles Garrett, the possible, well, not possible steroid, but the NFL thought he was possibly using steroids and drug tested him this morning. Yeah. Using man, like that dude just ate. He's a monster. Yeah, and there's a reason. He teleports. He, he leads the awesome. league in sacks for a reason. He might He's win defensive beast. player of the year. Yeah, without and a doubt. prediction by you, Don. Because the j- did you see they could not double him because the mm. minute they did, Jadavion Clowney got Which pressure. Which is weird. The resurrection of Jadavion Clowney is something I wouldn't have bet on. Like, this Browns defense might be better than their offense because Baker Mayfield plays like shit constantly. No, he is so inaccurate. He looked very antsy in the pocket the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like, it was disgusting to watch. But when the other team could only put up seven, yeah. you you have to win games like that if you're no, going to make playoffs. Absolutely. I, I don't really have much to talk about this besides, like, this game had like felt like I was eating dirty shit water. Like it was fucking disgusting. It, it was just filled with too many mistakes to be entertaining. Yeah. But K- if you like Kirk watching Cousins, D-lines. did come back to Earth, which is awesome because he was in space having a good time. He's back. Kirk Cousins is playing Kirk Cousins' ball. Hopefully, he can get back up next week. I, th- I think he has a good shot of rebounding next week. It's just when you have one point five seconds to throw. It's hard for any quarterback to keep up. Let's talk about the best game of the week. It is the Titans versus Jets. Uh, give me a moment because the Titans are f- they're bad. They're bad, dude. I've been saying it forever. They are a bad team. I don't care if Julio Jones and A.J. Brown aren't on the field. They are a bad team. Derrick Henry is a bum. Yeah, I know he's leading the league with 510 rushing yards, but did he 157 win 157 this game. 
But did he lead his team to a win in overtime? No, he couldn't get any production. Because Fat Randy can't make a damn field goal. Fat Randy can't make a field goal to save his goddamn life, but it's okay. The Jets, Zach Wilson, you showed me a flash. Sometimes a flash is all you need to, like, tell yourself as a fan, like, oh, he, you know. There's there's something there for next year. Yeah. Um, No, he, I think he's still bad. Like, I don't, like, I remember when Tony Romo was like, he has the potential to be a Patrick Mahomes-esque player. You're smoking crack rocks, Tony Romo. I think he does if he had a better team around him. Well, yeah. But the only way he could win games and keep up in games realistically is if he keeps throwing these bombs and forcing plays a lot of the time. Like He made the, a crazy throw, though. Oh, yeah. The one to Corey Davis, the deep bomb to Davis was insane to see. But also the Titans secondary's booty. Like, the Titans defense is not good. but And they had to rely on, like I said, Derrick Henry and try to put the ball in yeah. Tannehill's arm. And it's it, Tannehill had no one step up for him. Do you know who the leading receiver for this team was? No. Jeremy McNichols. Oh, yeah. The backup the, the running backup back, running back. Yeah. led the league, or led this team in, in receiving yeah. yards, and he didn't even break 100. Also, when you have the Jets oh, sacking you. Tannehill's bad. Well, the Jets sacking you seven times in a single game. That just spells a lot about how bad this team was well, that's overall. That's because Jets offensive linemen keep going down. Like, I feel bad. Oh, no, the Jets sacked the tan- Titans. Oh, my bad. Yeah, the Jets sacked the, the sacked Ryan Tannehill. Zach Wilson got sacked like five times, though. Yeah, but yeah. Tannehill went down seven, yeah. which is insane to me. And it's just Crazy. because without A.J. Brown, without Julio Jones, without reliable pass catchers, like, their next guy was Chester Rogers. Like, without having anybody to really throw to, they just said, we're going to stack the box and send all all the pressure. Try to. How do many anything. wins do the Titans need to have to win this division? Honestly, seven, eight. So the Colts have a shot. Yeah, Colts have a shot. Still. There we go, baby. We're still in it. Uh, Bucks versus Patriots, the game of the century. You guys can't see, but I'm doing air quotes. We were promised the most important uh, game in regular season. I did not time. see why this was such a hyped up match. Do you think it's because we both aspect? hate like this, like franchises? I think it's because of that and because of the history they have together. It, it was a good game, though. It was a fun game to see. Mac good Jones defense. impressed me so much in this game. Dude, he's my favorite quarterback. Not my favorite. Your favorite uh, rookie. Uh-uh. Really? I, I mean, I'm going to continue with it. I think the best rookie is uh, Jalen Hurts, then Trey Lance, then Mac Jones. Jalen Hurts isn't a rookie. Uh, uh, my bad. Justin Fields. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. The other J guy. Yeah. But no... Uh, uh, Brady broke Breeze's all-time passing yard record in New England, so he gets another Huge. record in New England. So Drew Breeze was there. He was crying with a scar on his face. It was cool. No, it was great to see. He also becomes the fourth quarterback ever to win against every single team in the league. Yeah, but did he throw a touchdown? No. Did he throw a touchdown last week? I think he did. Last, no, he didn't. No, he didn't last week either. 400 yards and no touchdown. The decline's here. It's happening. It's happening, Don. I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, Mac Jones played very well. He looked like a franchise quarterback. Uh, this game was a lot of emotions. People were crying. Rumors that Bill Belichick went into the Bucks locker room by himself and had a conversation with uh, Tom Brady that lasted about like 25 minutes. And they were in there, and uh, no one knows what was said because it was just them two. But I imagine it was probably really heartfelt, really emotional. Uh, this is the last time Tom Brady will ever play against the Patriots because... Unless he plays another four years, do you think that? Mm-hmm. I think he has another ten, realistically. But Jesus Christ! Hey, you've I seen hope. the you've you've seen the commercials. Yeah, I've seen it. He doesn't um, eat bread. 
God. But um, overall, fun game. I think it was a lot closer because the Bucks did not look disciplined in a big did, way. Did to you me. watch this game with your dad? I did. Who is a known Tom Brady fan and Patriots fan? What was it? What were his thoughts? He, he just wanted a good game. That's what he yeah, he wasn't talking. he wasn't rooting like one team over the other in this aspect. He your, was hoping for just a high scoring fun game. Your dad's such a because he loves Belichick and he loves Brady, and it's hard for him to pick one over the other, which I respect. Like that's fine. With I me. hate he, that. this was the dream game for him watching this. Whatever, because it shows like, hey, Brady's pick still the better team, but the Patriots side. have hope for the future. And that's nah, what he was liking it. to see. I get it. It's the system versus the the quarterback, you know? A little bit. But, uh, yeah, Bucks had a lot of penalties on this. I want to focus on the bad kicking, but the rain makes me hesitant to. Nick Folk, it's hard to put him in a position to win that game and not, miss not, it. Not just that, but Bucks kicker missed a field goal yeah, as well. Like a- yeah, and then there was some really bad punting by the Buccaneers. As it was too. a rainy, windy game. It, it was a perfect Fox program. I thought it was, I thought it was an entertaining game. It was a great game to watch, and I think Um, those mistakes made it to a close fun game. Can we move on to a game that the scoreboard made it look more entertaining than it really was? Oh, yeah. Chargers, Raiders. (laughs) Uh, This this game blew. The Chargers were up 21-0 at halftime. Everyone knew, even though it was a a home game for the Raiders because the stadium was pimped out in black and uh, silver, it didn't matter. The Chargers are just that good. Uh, Everything I said about the Raiders' defense is true. They're phonies. They're not that good. Now, Max Crosby is good. Yes. Him they, and Nassib are great on the D-line. And uh, Ninjoku. They have a legit pass rush. Their secondary is bad. It, it's, it comes down to hurt corners and a safety in uh, Abrams that just wants to smack the shit out of people. Like, that's all he's good for. No, well, I forgot the corner who went down for the Raiders at the top of my head. And then Hobbs had Trayvon to go Mullen. out. Yeah, no, Mullen. Yeah, Mullen. I don't know. No, it's not him. No, just no, Hobbs had to go in yeah. and replace him. They literally announced, like, hey, there's only one other corner on this team. And yeah. so another corner goes down, they're out of guys. Yeah. Thought like, we're going to play was, safety at corner. Like, it's crazy. It was such a beat up, beat up Raider secondary for this. Yeah. I mean, dude, Herbert's the guy, bro. Like, he's great. He's great. Like, you took away, like, Mike Evans barely got any looks. And you take away your number two guy, and he goes, all right, fine. You said Mike Evans. Mike Williams. Mike Williams. My apologies. <laughs> Flipped him. Yeah. We're just talking bucks. But, yeah, so you take away his like favorite deep threat, his favorite uh, number two receiver, and you go, all right, fine. Jared Cook will feed today. And he's just able to have that many weapons to do so. Austin Eckler tore it up, too. Like, he was bursting out big runs, and that's really hard to do for an Austin Eckler guy. Great day for Austin Eckler. I love that guy. Yeah, 7.8 average per carry, over 100 yards on the ground, and just 15 carries. Yeah. 117 and 15 Josh carries. Jacobs looked hurt. Um, they said that he said – as he was warming up, um, that he did not feel confident in his ankle, but uh, was told that he had to play today, which I did not like. No, that that says a lot about the team culture, in my opinion, and that just yeah. sounded bad. Cold weather games, and for those of you like who didn't get to watch mm. this game live, this was delayed by about thirty minutes due to lightning. For it those was pouring rain there's a in ton LA, ton of people that were saying like, "It's in a dome. Why is it lightning?" We live in LA. It's not a full dome, by the way. Either it's not. It's open. Yeah, so it's glass on top open on all the sides yeah. so that's why they delayed it is because in theory things had come in through the sides the lightning was ridiculous we live here and that shit was dope but it was like crazy and it, it was went like, on to like three four in the morning it, it wasn't raining here but it was like lightning it was cra- it was raining a little bit here um my girlfriend who lives um, yeah. out in orange county her power got uh knocked out four different times that's throughout crazy. the night due to the weather like it was Ridiculous. Really bad out of nowhere crazy for us. Um, like ver- our, our version of really bad yeah, i should say yeah, la's version yeah. 
Um, all right, let's move on to Beast of the Week. Beast of the Week. Now, I, I, mine was going to be Cordell Patterson, but it's easily Andy Reid. Eat your Philly cheesesteak. Get your 100th win uh, against your rivalry team. Cordell, a little shout-out, though. You can be my little beast of the week. Uh, you, you know, had 25% of the snaps on offense. Uh, you know, that's almost nothing if you tell someone, like, oh, you're going to have a running back that only has 25% of the uh, snaps. But what if I told you he scores three times? That's fucking crazy. That's insane efficiency as a back. I'm trading Cordell in every league I have. You think this is a high point of the season? Like this is the time three to touchdowns is a high point for anyone. If you no, could, no. Tr- if you could package him with someone else and go get a like legit, like a like an Austin Eckler or someone that's like reliable or James Robinson that I like a little bit way more like down in the line. I'll even take like a Chase Edmonds and a good receiver. Like if you give me Chase Edmonds and Debo Samuel for like a Cordell Patterson and. I don't know, like a Juju Smith-Schuster, I'll fucking make that deal all day long. That's not bad. That's not bad at all, in my opinion. Uh, my beast of the week this week, Wander Franco on the Rays. Uh, he tied the all-time record for anyone 20 or younger in most consecutive games being safely on base. 43 games straight, he's made it on this base. This is the whitest stat you've ever told me. Because some of the names he passed up to make this list. Alkine, mm-hmm. Mel Ott. Ken Griffey Jr. and Mickey Mantle. Those are all really old guys. I mean, Griffey played like recently, early 2000s. Yeah, I mean. All right, but the fact that he was like some, late, like these guys are all 90s. Hall of Famers, and this guy yeah. went and tied the record with Frank Robinson. I don't right mean to shit on the Beast of the Week. The Beast of the Week is a piece. Shout out to no, that kid. It, that's just an impressive stat for any Younger kind of Younger than us, bro. Hit. Doing great. Let's move on to the best topic. It is Trash Man of the Week. Don, give me your Trash Man. My trash man is John Gruden this week. Um, not because of the game. Not too much because of the game. It's mainly because of his post game and what he's been saying afterwards. I love watching his post game interviews. He's it's, hilarious. He just could not accept that the team lost. He was trying to he blame it on the weather delay. Denial. Yeah, he was in denial the entire time. Tried to blame it on the weather delay, going like, "Oh, I thought the I thought we canceled like we delayed because of lightning. It was a joke. I didn't take it seriously." And like started insulting like the people that caught like who called for the delay. The NFL officials there. Um, he started complaining about how the locker rooms were laid out, saying like that played a factor into it. Like, oh, it's a maze. I couldn't see people when I walked around the locker room. I'm like, if you've seen the Chargers locker room, photos are available online. It's actually really nice and really nicely laid it's out. Beautiful. Like really beautifully lit. So I don't know what the heck he's so talking about. So far, it's about. an amazing stadium. It's a great stadium. But he couldn't accept that, oh, maybe we had a loss because, I don't know, our first three drives were three and outs. Our fourth drive ended in a turnover on downs. We only had 51 yards of offense in the hey, first hey. half and 53 yards well, of penalties. Hunter Renfro made a sick tackle. Oh, Hunter Renfro's tackle was great. But the fact that John Gruden couldn't have admit that his team just did not play well, did not perform, and has to blame it on the stadium, has to blame it on the weather, and literally anything beyond his team or himself. Like a child. That's BS, my man. Take responsibility. Uh, my trash man of the week is Urban Meyer. If you've slept under a rock, yeah, you you don't know what's going on. This has been my favorite storyline. The greatest storyline of the NFL season thus far. I am a known Urban Meyer hater. He's on my shit list. Um, let me tell you what just happened. So after losing Thursday night to the Bengals, he stayed in Ohio, didn't travel with the team, which is always a big oh no. That means you're getting fired or you're looking at another job generally as a head coach. Well, he ended, up, he ended up staying in Ohio, went to a bar, uh, 
and was caught grinding and like flirting with young women, taking pictures of people while being intoxicated. Not a great look. He then comes out and says an apology saying, um, I was on a dinner with, with my grandchildren. People asked me to come and take pictures. The night got out of hand. I'm very sorry for like what you know, happened. His wife issued an apology saying they're handling this uh, this stuff in-house. Ah, da, da, da. It looked very clear that he was cheating on his wife. It technically didn't do anything, but like they were... That we know of. Yeah. Um, on top of that, it's not a good look. The Jaguars owner came out um, and said, this is not what we represent. This is not what we are looking for. The rumors of Urban Meyer already leaving the Jaguars were before this was happening. This feels like a perfect reason for the Jaguars to fire Urban because they're having in-house meetings about it. Fire Urban. You don't have to pay his $25 million contract. And now he's free to go to USC. Which would be a great move by the Jags. On top of that, he's now putting a lot of that team in risk of COVID. Absolutely. Like, which is another huge, huge Dude, factor that could ruin this Trevor team. Trevor Lawrence, he couldn't go on his – or to be careful at his bachelor party because uh, he didn't want him going out because of COVID. And then he turns around and goes to a bar in Ohio meeting with random yeah. people, taking photos and flirting with random girls. I think it's like, what are you doing? I think man? he just wants to be king of his own country. Like, that's how college uh, head coaches are. They're like kings of their own universe, masters of their own universe. And that's how it is. If he thinks he's coming to USC and he thinks he's going to be the master of USC, he's got oh, another thing coming. No, that doesn't you happen. can't master the LA vibe. You can only wrangle it in and kind of like survive the throttle. It's kind of like being the head coach of the New York Knicks or the manager of the Yankees there's only so much you can really control you can't be the master and, he's, and it shows he's completely out of his depth here in the NFL level like he has not been playing call playing terrible. well the Jags offense has looked really bad I think he's the first head coach fired I, it would not surprise me whatsoever this experiment failed let's move on to predict the future we have four games that we're going to talk about for next week the first game we're going to talk about is the Thursday night game Rams versus Seahawks this is the best Thursday night game of the year so far. Like this is on paper the best matchup, right? This is yeah, so far, but Thursday night football games have a historical average of disappointing occasionally. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's, and it's, it's that's what makes me worried about this game. It's the late night tacos of of games. Like you you know, you're drinking, you had a good night, it's two in the morning, you're like, let's go get some tacos, and you all the good taco stands are already closed. You end up just pulling up to this little truck and it's just terrible, but you're like, whatever, at least it's tacos, it's serviceable. That's what this game is. That's what all Thursday night games That's are. what mid majority of Thursday night game is. Ram Seahawks looks like a great matchup. Cooper Cup is second in the league in receptions, fourth in the league in yards. Uh, leads the league in touchdowns has just been the most reliable receiver thus far for mm-hmm. Stafford. Um, Henderson should be back to 100%. He was uh, questionable all last week, did end up playing, but he should be back to 100% health yeah. this week. That's just great news for the Rams. Seahawks beat a rookie QB last week. I wasn't impressed. They barely won by seven points. They haven't impressed me at all. The two teams they beat was a rookie quarterback and a Carson Wentz with three days of practice uh, on an entire offseason. The Rams look... Matthew Stafford didn't make a ton of great throws last week. Kind of looked off. That's fine. Let them do that. They're going to re-up. They're going to go to Seattle. They're going to beat the shit out of them. I got the Rams. I, I like the Rams here, too. Russ has been efficient. I will give him that. Yeah, that's His what he 72% does. completion rate, no interceptions yeah. thus far in the season. When their offense is moving, 
they're one of the hardest teams to beat. Here's the thing. Pete Carroll doesn't commit to let's throw the ball. He says we're going to make this team a slow, heavy, Big Ten football team, and I fucking hate well, it. It's the idea he does that for a quarter and then goes, all right, Russ, do everything you can for a quarter. And then he's just not consistent. Yeah, he doesn't he, think. you got to set your how quarterback does, up for success. Who do you have to win this game? I have the Rams to win this game. Cool. Let's move on to the Browns versus Chargers. This is a defensive game that, that the Browns like to play, and this is a high-scoring game that the Chargers love to play what do you think is going to happen honestly i think the chargers are going to be able to uh do a little bit better here um the browns defense will keep them in this game what's like no matter what herbert is going to have to have a lot of trickery there's going to be a lot of move in the backfield to try to get miles garris and uh jadavian Clowney off balance chargers will try to force the ball downfield score points i don't think if this turns into a shootout browns will keep up whatsoever it's a one-point spread, though, so I'm not trying to bet this game. I'm staying away from it just because it's too tight. I'm not betting this game either. Uh, everything's telling me bet the Chargers, everything. But I like the Browns' defensive line. I know about hangover games. It's a short week for the Chargers. I don't love Baker Mayfield this week. But I'm going with the Browns and this could be my my last week I picked the Vegas Raiders and I've been talking about how much I love you know what no I like the Chargers I've been saying it I don't know why I keep fading them Chargers are gonna win this game I like it it's it's gonna be a great battle for AFC supremacy Chargers are gonna win this game (laughs) you gotta tell yourself it's affirmations positive affirmations there we Um, go for the most positive looking game of this weekend oh it's our boys Don dude Bills and Chiefs it's it's the it's the great white buffalo versus Kermit the Frog. Like it's I'm, the, these are two icons for me. Like I'm gonna get Kermit the Frog tattooed on me eventually. Not Patrick Mahomes, but no, like no, actually, Kermit yeah. the Frog wearing a Patrick Mahomes jersey. I'll do it. Um, and the great white buffalo, you know, Josh Allen. I think this game has potential. If do you remember the 2018 Rams versus Chiefs yeah, game yeah, yeah. where Goff looked? That's one elite. of my favorite games of all time. This has the potential for a repeat of that. I want and it. That's I'm praying every night. Until I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as people think. I think the Bills defense is actually good. The Chiefs defense isn't as great. But like we talked about, the Chiefs they're just going to go into NBA Jam mode where they're just the hottest team on the planet and they're just going to be dunking from the three point line. It, it wouldn't surprise me. The Bills' defense has become a buzz, buzz sauce since their Steelers' loss in Week 1. Um, they're averaging one touchdown allowed over their last three games. They're averaging seven points over their last three games allowed um, while putting up an average of 39 points themselves. Jesus Christ. Like, this Bills team is terrifying, and, but, but the Chiefs did, get their new weapon. They did shut down the Dolphins and the Texans. Like That's they have, true. You know, it's... You but, gotta look you know, at the I like the Bills. I'm not shit talking. I just want a good game. I'm not betting on this game. I'm not doing anything on this. Oh, well, I am betting on this game, but that's a different thing. Yeah. I don't think this team. I don't. I like this game. I like this, this, is, game. this game. Looks great. Josh Gordon gets his re-debut with the Chiefs. I don't think that means is, anything. I think it means a little something because you got another speedster on the Chiefs, which is just that's fine. That's terrifying I, to me. Just adding more speed. To I'm that just weapons. excited to see who's going to be a tighter, better tight end, Travis Kelsey or Dawson Knox. That's going to be fun. Last game we're going to cover, the Monday night game, Ravens versus Colts. Um, we're going to actually have to record this either Sunday or Monday, so we'll figure out how this game is going to be recorded or we're going to see our reactions. We'll find out. We will. I think this is going to be a fun matchup. Colts defense, like I said, is real. The Ravens defense has taken a big step forward over the last two weeks, in my opinion. Who have they played the last two weeks? I know we played. I know we played the Broncos, and it's. I know it's not uh, that impressive. Not even the Broncos. No, you Drew heard Locke Broncos. You, you played half the Broncos. Like it was. 
It was bad. It was bad. It was KJ Hamler with the torn ACL. It wasn't like no, it wasn't the yeah. Brown at full power, but neither of the Colts. You still have Wentz with de- dealing with his leg issues, he, his ankle issues. He's getting better. He is getting better, which I I just hope that he does bounce but back. No I hate seeing that dude hurt. I wrote in my notes: get ready for the Ravens to look like their pass rush is godly. They haven't really had a pass rush this season, but man, you're about to be like, wow, the Ravens have seven sacks today. It, it it's in the realm of possibilities in my mind. If uh, Naheem Hines is going to be very vital for this Colts offense, in my I think, opinion, to, for the checkdowns. I, I love how the Colts try to like say Naheem Hines is their like hidden weapon, but it's like the most known hidden weapon of all time. It is if they're going to play a negative game script yeah. or a team with a good pass rush, Hines is going to get all the targets in the world. It's yeah. What do you? All right, let's let's get real here. Yeah, this is my team versus your team. Who do you think is going to win? I think Ravens win. It's it's kind of one of those things. It's is, in Baltimore. I, I know it's in Baltimore, which gives us a big edge. Well, it gives I, us the edge. Well, I, We're I just, a Baltimore team. I mean. It's yeah. a homecoming for us. Is it? You're going to be surprised how many Colts fans are there. Oh, without a doubt. But also, I, you're going to be enjoying how many Mayflower truck shirts there will be around the entire What's stadium. What's up with that? Why is there a Mayflower truck thing? What is, what you is the You about the Colts, right? Like when they left in the middle of the night oh, in the Mayflower yeah, trucks? yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I yeah love they the did Colts. the city dirty. Yeah, they did the city <laughs> dirty. But, you know, I love the Colts. We're going to win this. We're I, gonna, the Colts shock the world one game a year. That's what they do. We beat the Packers last year who weren't supposed to. We beat the Chiefs the year before that. We weren't supposed to. The Colts always beat a team. I'm calling my shot. The Colts are beating the Ravens this week. That's fine. I think the Colts win in my book if they cover the spread. If they cover the spread, in my mind, that's, that's a win for the Colts. Let's before we get into our next topic, I want to talk about something. Um, people keep coming up to me and they're like, "I'm so good at betting and like figuring out like what games are going to win." They're like, "I only got two games wrong on last week's predictions," and I'm like, "Okay, cool, congratulations." I don't give a damn if you could predict like what happens in a game, wins, loss. Fine, that's. Tell me the spreads. If you can predict me the spreads, who wins and losses, and you're like, I only lost two out of the 16 games that happened this week. That's impressive. That's when I'm like, wow, bro, let's talk. But no, if you're just like, yeah, I predicted the uh, the Chargers to beat the Raiders, or like, yeah, man, I knew the Bills were going to beat the Texans. I'm like, okay, cool. That doesn't impress me. Did you think they were going to cover their 15-point spread? No? Okay, well, then eat a dick. That's it. That was my mountain I wanted to die on. That was a very interesting mountain. Okay. Fantasy football starts and sits. Don, let's get into our starters. I'm going to go with my quarterback first. My starting quarterback is Taylor Heineke, the quarterback 12 in scoring. That's a starting quarterback. I know he's playing against a good defense, but this defense has gotten eaten up by Daniel Jones. I, I, th- I think I could trust Taylor Heineke because he might be the reincarnation of Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a more mobile version, without a doubt. That's where he, he is able to sling the ball really well. He gets a McCoy. lot of yards running. He does, and the Saints' defense is gangster, but the Saints' offense has been very wishy-washy yeah. after, after the first two weeks. Who's your they starter? Tired. Doesn't surprise me there. My starter is going to be Joe Burrow. Green Bay's defense has been uh, vulnerable. Back to Joe Burrow's. It will be just because a big thing. Jair Alexander is not playing this game. Huge, huge hit. That's a big hit to the Green Bay defense. I think that Burrow will have to throw the ball a lot to keep up Aaron Rodgers. He will I have like a turnover Burrow. or two in my mind. I think he might have one. He might have one. I th- I think he will, but he's going to need a large passing volume this game. 
Who is your starting running back of the week? Uh, starting running back, I'm going Chase Edmonds. He's been oh, I love so Chase Edmonds. consistent. This I love season. Chase Edmonds. Like, he's like the he's like the massage chair of running backs. Like he's just like, yeah, I'm in a bad day. Here's 15 points. Like it's just, oh, I love him. He's the perfect play every week because of his PPR floor. Yes, he's not getting the goal line opportunities, but the 49ers D has struggled that. to get uh, anything going to stop the run. I think Cardinals. Uh, Here's gonna be the way fun I look at Chase Edmonds. Yes, he hasn't scored yet, but he's gonna. You think he ends the season with no touchdowns, rushing or receiving? If you do, I'll bet you it. My starting running back is Leonard Fournette. I know I start him and then I sit him and then I start him and then I sit him. That's, That's what you Leonard do with Fournette. Bu- That's what you do with Buccaneers running backs. This year, this week, he's a starter. Um, this is a, a team that wants to run the ball. They're gonna get ahead very quickly, and they're just gonna pound the ball down the. Uh, Miami Dolphins throat here's what the Miami Dolphins have done against other running backs Jonathan Taylor running back one on fantasy football Peyton Barber a running back one in fantasy football Zach Moss a running back one that week in fantasy football all ones give me Leonard Fournette he's gonna eat yeah I think he will in that matchup it's a great matchup for him Uh, for wide receiver who's your starter who's your starter mine's Corey Davis all right we both picked the same starter, so we had to audible this one. We did have to audible <laughs> a little bit here. That's why you're testing. Mine's, yeah. mine's Corey Davis. Um, when the Jets play a bad secondary, Wilson likes to take the deep shot every single time. Yeah, He proved it last week. Falcons do not have a strong secondary, in my opinion. London games always mean like something weird, something funky. It's beautiful. Davis is the number one receiver here, I think. Two deep bombs, and he's made his money's worth, in my opinion, this game. I'll take Corey Davis. He's going to get a ton of targets just because they're going to be down and they have to throw the ball. Uh, I'm going with Tyler Higby. Oh, wait. We're going wide receiver. Wide receiver first. Jacoby Myers. He's the number one on this offense. They're playing an awful Texans defense with hurt DBs. He's got a safe floor and the ability to make a big play. He does. Um, I'm trying to look for a prop bet uh, over the week. Not a lot of uh, gameplay prop bets are out yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Jacoby Myers scored a touchdown in this game. He has yet to score one on his entire career. This is the one to do it. Yep, I think he's going to do it. Don, who is your tight end uh, starter? My tight end starter was going to be Dawson Knox. I know we had an, this was another guy that we agreed on really well. Um, he's been consistent as hell. He's averaged four catches, 36 yards, and a touchdown over the season. Um, and, with, and when you're streaming, you're trying to look for value for tight ends. That's an amazing guy to go after. Chiefs have allowed 87 yards, 6.75 catches so far on this season on average against tight ends. Allen will carry Knox in a high-scoring game here. Um, mine is Tyler Higby. Um, look, a tight end that is consistently getting six to seven targets a game with TD potential. He hasn't scored yet, but it's coming. I promise you, he will get in the end zone eventually. Maybe this is the week. He's playing a Seattle team that he knows uh, the defense against. He's lined up against them multiple times. He knows the weaknesses of this team. I'm expecting a great game from him. No, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, Who's your starting defense? My starting defense is the Arizona Cardinals. I'm taking the Cardinals look. This defense is real. What they did to the Rams last week, they put them in the spin cycle. They got a rookie quarterback that they're facing against in Trey Lance. Yes, I love Trey Lance. Yes, I think they will be able to score points. But they're going to turn over the ball. It's going to be there. Can't wait to see the birds eat. I'm targeting another rookie quarterback this week. I'm going the Raiders defense. And so, it's a mm. super. It's my riskiest pick of the week, without a doubt. It is a high very, is a very high risk. I actually like it. Without David Montgomery, RIP David Montgomery, they're going to be forced to throw the ball. They will be forced to throw a ball. 
and Fields does not throw the ball super well yet. No, he and Allen Robinson has not shown up in a single game fantasy wise this season. I think Nassib and Crosby will go after and get a lot of sacks. Shh, don't talk about Allen Robinson yet. No, not yet. No, I'm going to talk about him in a minute. Oh, goodness. But I think that there will be high sack potential, one or two turnovers here. I think it's going to be a low-scoring, disgusting game to watch. So that I'm going right after the rookie. Let's get into our sits, our sits of the week for fantasy football. Don, who is your sit quarterback of the week? Give my, me whatever you want. My sit quarterback is going to be Baker Mayfield. Uh, Browns have been super strong on the ground. They're going to keep it there. Baker has not looked good. The OBJ connection still has not shown up. Yeah, it's not and there. It's just it it's, sucks. I don't think it will be there. It's been Can't on the tight ends to move receivers. the air. Like the, the anything through the air has been on the tight ends. Yeah, I don't trust this team on the road too much. I don't love it. Uh, my sit quarterback of the week is Ryan Tannehill again. It's uh, I picked him up the first time we did this segment. I don't think Ryan Tannehill has it, especially without a Julio, especially without AJ Brown. In theory, one of those two should be back, but even if they are, only one. Yeah, I, I'm still not. I don't like Ryan Tannehill. I think Titans fans are very quickly realizing that they paid him way too much very fast. No, I could see that. My uh, sit running back of the week, I'm taking both of them. I'm calling it the Miles combo. It's Miles Gaskin and Miles Sanders for the exact same reason. They aren't getting a ton of work. Miles Sanders had 0.3 fantasy points last week. Miles Sanders got six carries last week. I can't rely on those guys. I am actively looking to trade them in any league don't stick with them. Don't even think, hey, maybe I could put a flex. I would literally rather start uh, Henry Ruggs in my flex over those two guys right now. I wouldn't blame you. You have Malcolm Brown chewing into Gaskin's carries every and, single week. And uh, Ashid, uh, Ashid Ahmed or something. Ahmed, whatever. yeah. Uh, yeah, Ashid Ahmed. Whatever. Dude, it's no, crazy. It's bad there. And I don't know why Philadelphia just does not like Miles Sanders. Maybe this is the week they get on, but I'm, I'm not. I don't trust it. Not yet. Uh, who's your running back? My running back sit is Josh Jacobs. Yes, he's the main starter for this Raiders like team. I I just don't like he has not looked strong to me. I still he, worry about that ankle, ankle and toe issue. He's getting better, and I think a he week is. of practice, because he wasn't, like I said, ready to play last week. I still think the Raiders win games when they run through Josh Jacobs. Do I think Josh Jacobs is a world beater? No. But I think there is a chance. Well, his his Vegas line right now is 69 and a half yards. Awesome. Do you think he hits that? I think he's capped around 50 this game. Okay. but And that's a big reason because I think he has had that turf toe injury. He does have the ankle lingering injury. Mm -hmm. And he's playing the Chicago front seven. And Chicago's front seven is pretty gangster. They are a very tough team to run on. You attack Chicago through the air. And I think that's what's going to be relied on. I think He had five catches last week. He did have five catches, but not too many yards. I think... I think the smart decision for the Raiders is to move on to Barber for one more week, let Jacobs get to full health, and then bring him back. Don't rush him. If they play with him with another lingering injury, he will not do performance-wise. My fantasy sit receiver of the week is going to be Allen Robinson. Um, look, Allen Robinson, buddy, it's just not working with with J- Justin Fields. Maybe with Nick Foles you have a better connection. Definitely with Andy Dalton you have a better connection. But if Justin Fields is continuing to be the guy, I just can't take a guy who's getting one target a game to be amazing. and it's yes. Allen Robinson can take that one target and make a touchdown with it, but it's just something I'm not willing to gamble on and until I see the production I have to sit you. Do you think that the fact that it's a contract year for him is factoring into these performances? No, I, I, 
I don't think so. I think it's just Matt Nagy being the best coach of all time. Matt Nagy's a genius sometimes. My sit is going to be Deontay Johnson. Um, I like that guy. I, I like DeAndre Johnson most most weeks too. Denver's defense is very real. Yeah. They have they are able to cap a lot of players. Also, Big Ben will have no time to throw, and he's dealing with what was reported to be a hip injury. I as think well. they're slowly trying to to get Philip or Philip Rivers Ben Roethlisberger off the team. I hope that's what it is because he needs to retire at this he point. Looks terrible. It, it looks awful. We seeing talked about him. it last week, but it's it's bad. I think anything beyond seven yards down the field is not viable, and Deontay Johnson is their deep ball. There's their field stretch guy outside of Chase Claypool. I mean, I'm willing to extend it. I don't want to start a single uh, P- uh, Pittsburgh Steelers receiver, Juju. I can't take the th- a number three on a team that barely wants to throw. Man, I, this is going to be one of the hardest teams they match yeah. up against passing-wise. Uh, my tight end sit of the week is Robert Tanyan, only because he's not getting the targets. Maybe he can break out just like any tight end. He's t- uh, touchdown dependent, but he's not a guy that I can trust anymore. He's gotten phased out of this offense. Don't love him. Yeah, I hate that at 180. I was so high on Tanyan and this season. exact opposite. This has been a huge victory lap for me. I liked him a lot. Uh, my sit, I hate that I'm going to say this. It feels gross to me. I'm sitting Jared Cook. I know, and we love Jared Cook here. I, I absolutely adore I mean, him. He, Having him succeed the way he did last week was great he, to watch. He's like the last senior citizen in the league. It, it, I just love – I don't know why. I, I like most tight ends who wear a Chargers uniform. It's just I, they, something about that. They have that. something on. Yeah, they, it's like a voodoo magic for me. It is, but I think the squeaky wheel issue is going to be into play here where you didn't get too many deep targets, too many targets to the wide receivers. Yeah. I think it's going to be thrown around there a little bit more. Well, Mike Williams got targets. He just didn't get catches because the passes weren't catchable for him. Exactly, and I think that's going to be fixed, so that's going to reduce Cook's targets. Also, the Browns' pass rush is going to be heavy, so I think there's going to be a lot of dump-offs too. Yeah. Um, Guyton, a lot of dump offs to Eckler as well. Um, my sit defense of the week is the 49ers. Look, I think the 49ers have a really good defense, but this is a week you don't want to start them. The rookie quarterback is going to get them into bad positions, and they're paying the hottest quarterback in offense in the NFL right now, ran by a complete lunatic in Cliff Kingsbury. I fucking hate him too. It, it, it's this is a big shit list episode for me, isn't it? It is. Like you just seem very like an angsty teen right now. Um, my big sit this week is going to be surprisingly the Carolina Panthers defense. Um, normally, like they're one of the top defensive units in the league. But and Hertz does make a lot of mistakes, but he ends up making games high scoring. He is like you said, the king of garbage yeah. time. King of garbage and time. I baby. hate to see a high scoring defense and then just slowly watch three touchdowns happen in the fourth, meaningless yeah. touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and reduce that number down. I'm fading the Panthers this week. All right, now we head into our last segment of the day. It is the gambling ring. Look, last week I went 50% in bets. Not great, not bad, just where we're at right now. I, I'm going to try to get us up, guys. I'm trying to give us another profit week. Let's get there. Let's start off with some NFL bets. Don, you had a nice week last week, three and five. I went, yeah, three out of five, which is too bad. I'm still over 50%. Yeah, it's not too bad. I'm running another five back this week. I'm taking the Cardinals to cover minus five and a half against the 49ers. SF is one, five, and one in their last six against Arizona. They're only three and nine straight up against uh, Arizona over their last uh, 12 games. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Arizona has been super hot, five and one against the spread in their last six in October. Rookie quarterback versus one of the hottest offenses so far this season. Mm. 
I think Cardinals put up a lot of points. I agree with you on that one. I'm not going to take that bet, though, because I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks versus Rams bet. I'm taking the Rams minus two and a half. I think they're going to – I don't think it's going to be a boat race, but I do think that they win by about, like, seven. Um, this covers the field goal, so it's good enough for me. Yeah, that's not too bad there. Uh, mine is going to – my second one's the Patriots to cover minus nine against the Texans. I like Look, this bet a lot. Mills is bad. He's third no, in the league. No, he's – He's put in a bad situation. He's third in the league in interceptions so far with five. Yeah. And 31st in the league in pass attempts with 67. Yeah. I, that ratio is awful. I can't I can't bet. I can't say that because he's a Stanford guy. Um, but what I can say is Davis Mills isn't ready. No, he's clearly not ready. And the Patriots defense is still really good. They will make him pay. Mac Jones. Uh, They're great. Had the longest completion streak by a rookie in the last 40 years. Mm. He's taken a big step forward in the last game. Um, pass defense is also sixth in the league in points allowed. Meanwhile, the Texans are shut out last week. Yeah. It's going to be a repeat. Um, my next bet is the Titans versus Jaguar. Oh, my bad. The Colts versus Ravens plus seven and a half. Look, I've said it. I think the Colts could win this game. But even if you just cover the spread, maybe that's a dub. I'll take it. I'm I'd obviously for very obvious reasons I'm not yeah. riding with you on yeah, that yeah. one, but that's more personal. I think I'm Give playing. Give me your homer. last bets. All right, my last three is going to be I think Green Bay covers minus three and a half against the Bengals. Green Bay has been extremely that's efficient with the ball um, over the last three games. One turnover that they've given up to six turnovers created by their defense. Hmm. Cincinnati, on the other hand, has more turnovers and takeaways. They have five turnovers to four takeaways. I'm liking Green Bay there. Burrow will have to rely a lot on his arm, expect one or two turnovers to give Rodgers that comfortable lead there. Burrow will still have to pass for nearly 400 yards and a couple touchdowns to keep up, but expect Rodgers to be able to have those turnover buffer. But here's your next one. My next one is going to be Titans to cover minus four against the Jags. One of the Titans receivers is back this week. We don't know who, but one of them should be back. How Jags cover? cover the spread the first time all season last week. And I still hate their team and coach. My bad. I don't know why I said that. I think they're going to cover. I think they're going to annihilate them. I think it's so as be well. Terrible. Before this last week of games, the spread was minus seven. Yeah, I know. It dropped to minus four just because the Titans couldn't hit a field goal. And the Urban Meyer stuff. And No, no, no. It dropped from minus seven in favor of the oh, Titans yeah, to yeah. minus four. It was actually minus three on wow, Monday. Wow, they're giving... Oh, no. I think, they, they I think the Jaguars are going to be terrible. Heavily. Um, your last bet. My last one is going to be Falcons to cover minus three against the Jets. This is going to be a gross, gross game. But Mike Dev Mike Davis and Cordell Patterson will be able to take the game off Matty Ice's arm in a big way. Jets defense like this game isn't a lot. bad at covering the pass, but they are bottom four in the league in every single offensive category this, thus far. This is the battle for the number one overall pick game right here. This this game is well. Yeah. This and then the Jaguars, I think, are the big three teams competing at the moment. Yeah, these are the tank bowl games. Texans too. Yeah, but I think this is a huge tank bowl game. Um, Don, play the Undertaker music because uh, I am back. The Undertaker is back. I'm taking three unders. I'm gonna parlay them in one big bet, and then I'm gonna bet them individually. Ride with me, baby. I'm taking. The ta uh, Titans versus Jaguars under at 48 and a half. That game will not be high scoring. Both those offenses are fucking messes. 
Chiefs versus Bills under at 57. And I know you're like, oh, no, Dio, it's the Chiefs versus Bills. You guys just talked about this game being super high scoring. I also talked about the Bills having some semblance of a defense. I think the Chiefs will be able to play a little bit of defense. They'll boat race. It's going to be close, but I'll take the 57. If you don't feel too confident, buy a point because I guarantee you you're going to cover that. And lastly, Dolphins versus Bucks under at 48.5. The Dolphins' uh, offense will not be able to do anything against this uh, Bucks. Buccaneers front seven. Jacoby Brissett's going to be eaten alive. I feel bad for this poor fuck. Minus. Let's go, baby. Ride. All right. That's three big ones. I have three more college bets. All right. Because you know I bet college. It's where I eat. It's where I eat most of my meals. Last week, I went 3-0 and in college bets. Oklahoma versus Texas. I haven't told the public about this because I don't want to jinx it. I've been betting against Oklahoma spread every single week, and I've covered every single week. And this is the week that Oklahoma loses. I have Texas covering plus two and a half. The next game I have is Georgia versus Auburn. Georgia's the number two team. Auburn's the number 18 team. Auburn's terrible. Auburn should have lost to LSU last week. Anyway, I'll take Georgia minus 14 and a half, and I'm taking the over at 45 and a half. I think Georgia's going to score 40 by themselves. And lastly, I have the number four team, Penn State versus number three, Iowa. Here's why I'm betting this. The number three team has not stayed consistent. The only time it has is Oregon being number three team twice. Yeah, that's I think it. This is week six for them. And yeah. Four so far have lost. Yes. It's terrible in college. And, uh, give me it again. I think Iowa loses the number three. Penn State plus three uh, is what I'm taking. Those are the end of my bets. Let's move on to the take my money parlay. We both missed last week because the Titans couldn't finish. Don, what is your take my money parlay? It's gonna. I'm riding again. I'm betting all my spreads as a parlay, and I'm going to bet each team on the money line here. Jesus Christ. It, it works efficiently thus far. I'm taking the Falcons, Titans, Patriots, Packers, Cardinals. I'm liking their spreads. They're, they're all favored in the spread. I'm just going to keep riding with it for the parlay as well on the money line. I'm taking the Bucks, Packers, Patriots, Cowboys, and Cardinals. That's not a bad one That's, at all. I think that opinion. one's going to hit, baby. Let's move on to our last little spot. It is staying alive. It's where we pick one team, and then it's erased for the rest of the year. The teams I have picked are Texans, Patriots, Panthers, and the Bills. Don, you picked the 49ers, Patriots, Broncos, and Bengals. Who is your staying alive pick this week? My staying alive pick, I I was tossing up between two different teams, but the one I ended up falling on is the Vikings. I think they beat Detroit because they are playing at home. Detroit just cannot get a game figured out well. This is a great divisional matchup. I think Cousins bounce back against a very weak defense. And give me the Falcons in a very spooky game. I know we both had the Falcons going into this week, but, you know, you audibled out. I'm happy for you. I'm taking the Falcons. If they lose, we're done. Like, it's over. Like, the Falcons blow it up. They, yeah, the Falcons need to they need to blow, blow it up, up anyway. But I think team. they legit like blow it up that week. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Super Fan Sports. It's been so much fun. The growth has been awesome. Me and Don are having a blast. If you guys want us to do anything special, reach out to us. We're ready for it. Don, any words? No, uh, reach out to us on socials. We love interacting. If you have some picks that you think are ride or die, let us know. Let us know. We're trying to make more money too. Exactly. Yeah. And until then, pray, pray for, for the, the parlay. parlay.